Welcome to Success Superstar with my special guest, Edith Menendez from the San Antonio, Texas market. Edith, welcome. Hi, thank you very much for having me, Mark. I'm so excited to hear a lot about your story and more about your team. So, Edith, what did you do before real estate? I was actually in mortgage banking with Bank of America, USA, Wells Fargo, you name it. And did you go through that uh, banking relationship during the downturn from 2008 to 2012? Oh, you bet you. So I actually was in real estate before that actually happened. 2008, I ended up bouncing out from foreclosure departments, loss mitigation, uh, modifying, originating. Um, so I have a pretty strong background on what happens behind the scenes, which has actually helped me a lot with working with buyers and sellers and letting them know what to expect and using the jargon for mortgage banking. Got it. What did you learn during that? You know, that experience has got to help you with, with consumers, uh, that deep uh, banking experience and what happens in the foreclosure process. What did you learn during that that helps you today? What I learned about the foreclosure experience is the actual process with how many times your file is being touched before they're going to look at your file for a possibility of repayment or a loan modification. There's a couple things and programs that may or may not suit the actual mortgagee. Um, so when actually facing somebody who's going to be going through a foreclosure as a realtor, there's a couple steps that we need to know ahead of time so we know what to prepare our, our buyers or sellers, or actually in this case it's going to be our sellers, uh, before putting their property on the market or to see if, if it, we're able to save their home. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously that's deep and very unique specialized experience. What yes. Have taken, what have you taken from that that's translated that's helped you become a better uh, realtor? That actually has helped me tremendously, um, especially when it was 2012, 2013, when we were still seeing a huge influx of uh, HUD homes, uh, VA foreclosure, Secretary of Affairs. There's contracts and there's repeat things that you see from behind the scenes in mortgage banking. And it actually allows for me to explain in full detail what's happening on the backside so that my sellers can go ahead and give me that trust that I'm going to be able to take care of their their uh, listing appropriately. Yeah. Well, fortunately, in today's market and with the housing shortage, we're not dealing with too much of that. And um, right. we hope that we don't have to deal with too much of it in the future. Of course, there's always a few that uh, come there's, across in any Yeah. yeah. Uh, but certainly very small uh, in today's market. So, Correct. So when did, you, when did you transition out of that and back into full-time real estate? Well, actually, Mark, a Bank of America, I don't know if you remember seeing them in the news, how there's accounts being created, things, accounts were being leached uh, or uh, safety measures. I don't know how much the lawsuit was, but they ended up having to lay off my entire department. Um, so my department was gone and I had to basically make that decision. Do I want to be a full-time realtor now? Or do I need to go and hop onto another mortgage banking company where a lot of us were getting opportunities to go to? Um, and I decided that I needed to change my mindset from employee to self-employed so I can control my own success and not let this happen again. Wow. So you, so you decided to take kind of control of your own destiny by becoming self-employed. Exactly. Was that scary? 
Oh, it was scary. It was scary because in my sense, I had only had a three month severance package. So I had three months to start generating leads and closing them within that time frame. And so what did you do immediately to get into action and create leads? Good question. So I actually treated um, real estate as a full-time job. So you saw me sitting at a desk for 40 hours, getting all my profiles set up, uh, looking up a domain name that I can create and make my own, starting up a realtor, Zillow, Trulia, Movoto, Redfin, Facebook, Twitter, everything you can think of. Back then they didn't have Snap, but trying to keep them all uniform, branding, who I am, what my background is, getting credentials, learning MLS, learning how to work our PR and becoming really strong on the back end so that I can just hit the ground running and start promoting all my uh, profiles to let them know who I am and what it is that I do. And did, did that, did that skill set come naturally to you? Is that something you learned and had to acquire? Um, well, it's, I, I think it's, it's some people they say are born with it and some people are just, you know, as soon as you're down at the bottom, you just have to, you know, rise above and just hit the ground running. You have to get real. Uh, so I think, I think, I think it was the uh, fuel of no longer wanting to be uh, someone's employee that told me I can, couldn't fail. It's not an option. You, you had to get resourceful. So in exactly. your first year of real estate, what, what did you accomplish? Um, I did um, my first year, I got a sale each month. So 12, which is 12. Phenomenal. 12. Yeah. Year 12 is pretty phenomenal. Uh, considering the average is about four. And how many are you going to do the end of this year? Uh, I'm going to do probably 25. That's my goal. I had to set myself for 25. I know that's a, that's a lot, but um, putting it out there and my mindset has to be there and therefore it's going to happen. Well, 20, uh, 25 on our model is good because at 24 is when you cap out. So that's, <laughs> that's an awesome goal to have. Yeah. Um, so, Going from 12 to 24, you've about doubled your business. What are the things you've put in place that are, are generating more business for you each and every day? You're basically gone from one a month to two a month. Right. So what I realized over the years that's going to actually help me a lot is being able to give back, teach it. Um, if you teach it, you keep it. Um, so one of the things that has helped me is to help teach people who are wanting to get started that way so that it keeps me accountable for not only them, but it helps me eat it, chew it and sleep with anything real estate. So that's actually helped me um, have it in my mind. And it's, it's, it's something that kind of, it's like an aura that kind of goes out and people see that and they start saying, Oh my gosh, you're doing so well. What, what are you doing? Wow. You're really busy all the time. Yeah, so yeah. the concept of the third-party teach, third, you know, the, the, the third, you know, what you do, the third-party teach, and, and you're teaching it, you, you know, have a higher level of accountability. Uh, yes. And, and integrity, you know, just to stay in integrity of what you're doing. Right. No, no one can effectively teach what they're not actually doing themselves. So. Right. And um, I, I want to say that I, technology is one of my favorite things. Uh, so with the real estate industry, kind of like anything else, you have to stay relevant in social media marketing with the amount of, I think they said 75 million millennials versus the 74 baby boomers. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's in our best interest to try to stay on top of all the things that are keeping those, those millennials uh, 10 second uh, attention span. So we teach uh, social media. I, I go over it with my team and we're always trying to be one, one step ahead. 
Now, of the 24 transactions that you'll complete this year, what's the source? Where are they coming from? What's your number one lead driver? So it's going to be sphere of influence. It's going to be uh, organic website through KV Core. Uh, we're going to do squeeze pages. We're going to be doing events. Um, and as a group, we're going to be doing community events to be able to bring in uh, the number of people through our funnel. Yeah. Now, obviously, let's go back to your KV Core. You're leveraging KV Core and the capabilities of that. Have you found that to be difficult? Not at all. Actually, everything there's uh, in Emboss, you're going to see a tons of tutorials. Uh, I tend to be one of those people that like to play and tweak with things to see about making it work. So I just learned about Facebook pixels to be able to get Facebook pixels to be able to plug that into your JPAR website or your domain. So you can actually keep those people that click on your page in mind at all times. So when they're out and they leave your page, they'll still see your information on there pertaining to that listing that you sent and it'll plug them back in. Also landing pages and as well as um, a squeeze pages for either buyers or sellers. Yeah. All through uh, KB Corp. Yeah. Now are you finding that, that that's uh, effective for you? So the time you're spending gives you a good ROI? Yeah, it doesn't take a lot of time. If anything, you'll maybe put in one hour of trying to figure it out and getting it going. But once you do that, you're able to track your analytics on, on where your sources are coming from and you're able to do it more effortlessly. You know, it's work smarter, not harder. Yeah, for sure. Now, mm -hmm. if you were coaching me today, if you were coaching me today, what advice would you give me if I was just uh, either getting started in real estate or if I was having a, a slump or, or a bad month? I would say, what's your niche? Why are you in real estate? Who do you want to serve? You have to serve your community first. So you have to think about that. So if you happen to be a military expert or if you happen to be uh, someone who wants to talk to the Latino community about education with mortgages, make that your niche and find a domain name for that and set up a profile as to why. Keep that integrity. Keep that Keep the reason why still going in, in mind at all times and build your profile around that. People will see that when people are genuine, people will see that. And then just build your business model around that and people will come. So specialize versus generalize. Be known for something. Yeah. What is your niche? Yeah. Do you have your profile set up? Yeah. Now, if you look back uh, over your um, time in real estate, do you have any regrets? Um, I've definitely can say that they, there's been ups and downs, but I ultimately want to say no because it's given me the capabilities of being a mom, being you know, a realtor, being a traveler. And I know that going back to mortgage banking, I would be working double time and I would not, I would have the money, but I wouldn't have the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So time with family, time, time you can't take back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any regrets? No regrets. Okay. No regrets. Would you do anything differently? No, actually I wouldn't because you need to learn what your failures are to be able to learn from that and grow. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think I know the answer to this question then. Is there ever a day that you just wanted to throw in the towel? I think we all think that. But at the same time, you have to think, what did I do? to give me this outcome and what can I do different next time? So you definitely have a growth mindset. You approach things from what you can learn, how you can proceed, how you can make it better. 
versus, oh, you know, the, the sky's falling and the world's going to end? Well, we, we all are human, so we can all give ourselves a day or two to kind of wallow. But, you know, it's up to you whether you're going to go back to, you know, employee or if you're going to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. Now, did that yeah. mindset come to you naturally or is that something you've learned and developed over time? Actually, it's something that you – so I'm doing the, the real estate playbook mm-hmm. and we're – going over mindset mm-hmm. and uh, think rich or what's it think think rich and grow right. rich that mm-hmm. book, and then, um, a couple other development books in regards to retraining your mindset um, have actually really pumped me up and powered me to and then my team if it wasn't for my team and me being here um, to help them that kind of gives me that gratification back into real estate that regardless of what's going on in my personal life it, it makes me happy. So um, that pumps me up a lot, actually. So a couple of things I heard there is one, you're constantly learning and you're surrounding yourself with a, a, a group of like-minded, you know, mastermind uh, type yes. folks that you can, you know, hold each other accountable and move each other forward uh, yes. in a positive way. Right. Well, any uh, last words of wisdom for the audience before we wrap up this episode? Last words of wisdom or anything we didn't cover. Yeah, it's the easiest things in life do not come easy. Or the hardest things in life or the the best things in life do not come easy. My mom always told me that and I would just go, oh, mom, you know, but it really, it's it's all mind. It's not physical. It's not so much the physical or sweat equity. It's your mind. You know, stop thinking poor or otherwise you'll be poor. If you want to get to certain places in life, you have to put in that work. And no matter what's going on in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so your mom always told you that and you thought, oh, mom, you know, that's just a saying. When did, yeah. it, when, did, when did it become real for you? When did it become more like, okay, this is something that I can, you know, take? Um, well, I mean, it goes back to the question, why are you in real estate? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Think of that little piece and then say, this is the why. And then uh, once you remember the why and you have, if you have it written in, in the real estate playbook, it talks to you about putting it in a visual thing. So when you wake up in the morning, who, what is your why and why are you doing this? And if you continue to do that, um, you'll remember why you need to wake up that morning, why you need to go and meet your team, why you guys need to work together, even though, you know, there's different, the different personalities, different ideas, but they're there for you and they're, they're going to back you up you guys all have the same mentality and it's good to be surrounded about around people that are like that. Cause even though I may have a bad day, um, Jean or Fernanda or David, I'll say, you know what? That's happened to me as well. This is what I did different. So even though your mind starts to kind of go like this, you have your team to help you open it back up. Right. Mm-hmm. So ending the year 24, what's the goal for 2020? What's the vision 2020? So the vision 2020 in regards to numbers or in regards to growth? Numbers and growth. So I would be great if I could do 50. Um, and I'm going to do 50, but I know that baby steps, you have to learn how to crawl before you can run. So, so you're going to double your business yet again next year. I'm going to double my business, Mark. Hey, okay. I'm writing it down. We'll be checking in in a couple of months on the momentum. I know with all the things you have in place, uh, that certainly is going to be uh, a goal. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> But I know with what you've got in place already, 
uh, I have no doubts that that is well within your reach, and I'll be so excited uh, when, when we can celebrate that goal. All right. Well, I appreciate you and uh, the time you've taken to spend with our audience. I know they'll get great value from this, and we'll see you soon on another episode of Success Superstars.